Welcome to the Women in NFTs and Web3 podcast, where we highlight women in this space who are making massive moves, paving the way and leaving their legacy. I'm Caitlin Strempel, CEO of the first ever women-owned NFT marketing and design agency for women by women and your host. I'm honored to have you join me in learning from some of the greatest leaders in our industry. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review because the more traction we get, the more women we can support in helping them impact the world. If you or someone you know would be a great guest, stick around to the end and I will tell you how to get in touch and apply. Enjoy the show. If you're here, my guess is that you are a woman or a non-binary human building in the Web3 space or want to be. You are a driven, multi-talented human with a desire to connect with others who are just as passionate as you are. It can feel really lonely at times when your in real life friends have no idea what the heck blockchain is, no idea what NFTs are, and you have all of these creative ideas floating around in your head and just wanna talk it out with some people who get it, who really get it. That is why I personally launched the Calibration Room. It's a connection and networking group where non-binary and women of Web3 can come together and just discuss topics that put connecting with each other at the forefront of everything. So if you're looking to network, to mastermind, and to forge more meaningful friendships in Web3, the Calibration Room might just be for you. And I know that you are definitely for the Calibration Room because I have been there, I have been craving these deep connections for a long time now, and the Calibration Room has completely fed my soul. If you're interested, check us out at calibrationroom.io. Again, that's calibrationroom.io to learn more and become a part of our soul family. We would absolutely love to have you. Neve O'Connell is Senior Business Development Manager at Casper Labs. Neve is a blockchain expert and has been at the forefront of the blockchain evolution since 2016. She is a co-founder of Block W, a female-led initiative providing a platform for communication, education, and the discussion of ideas relating to careers in blockchain. Earlier in her career, Neve started at Deloitte and was a founding member that set up and scaled the company's blockchain lab for Europe, Middle East, and South Africa. She was also part of a small team that set up Consensus Ireland in 2018 and eventually joined Consensus US in 2020, working with Trium to build out a SaaS blockchain supply chain platform and co-lead the company's customer adoption division. Additionally, in 2018, Neve worked on the first few production-grade blockchain applications for consumer packaged goods and in the food and agriculture industry. Neve was named 2018 Blockchain Leader of the Year at the Dublin Tech Summit and has co-authored numerous blockchain studies. Neve holds a Bachelor of Business Studies from Trinity College Dublin and a Master of Science and Management Consultancy from University College Dublin. Welcome, Neve. How are you? 
I'm great. Thank you for having me. Delighted to be here. I'm so excited to have you and to dive in. But first, we always do our icebreaker questions. So first, um, a shout out to a woman or non-binary human in the Web3 or blockchain space. Well, I definitely have to give a shout out to Meta Parlikar. She is our CTO and co-founder at Casper Labs. She's an extremely impressive individual. And I would say she's definitely had the most positive impact on my career since I've joined the company. Um, one other shout out I'd like to yes. touch on is with Maggie Love. She's a former consensus colleague. So she um, set up SheFi, which is essentially a, a DeFi educational uh, initiative that's really encouraged on getting women and non-binary individuals into the crypto and blockchain space. But her company that she is co-founder of and director at called Web3Cloud announced last week that they're going public. So a big shout out to her. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, that is so important. And I am so excited. So excited for that. Okay, what's one part of your morning routine that you can't live without? I'd have to say some form of mindfulness practice. So that all changes, but at the moment it's around journaling. Oh, I love that so much. And then favorite quote or affirmation? I'm also a big fan of uh, Deepak Chopra. So I'd have to say one of his quotes. Um, I think it's along the lines of simply a change in mind can change your life. So I think that that is, you know, something so powerful and it's so applicable to so many different things in both your life and then, you know, the lives of others. Agreed. I'm a big fan too. So you're speaking my language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know you've been at the forefront of blockchain technology and the evolution of it. So just, you know, I would love to know what you've seen, like what the biggest changes are that you've seen. Um, okay, so I'd say really since 2016, one of the biggest things that I've noticed is definitely on the number of companies, the types of companies and industries that have um, now gotten involved in this space. And so with that, the use cases and what they're looking to typically achieve has changed. So back in 2016, mm. a lot of the focus was really around, you know, cost or efficiency gains and um, you know, it was really at a time where automation was a big focus, just generally speaking. So a lot of it would have focused around automation and um, compliance. And then that's really shifted now towards more, you know, revenue generating opportunities where companies are looking to create entirely new business models around new economies and new products. And that didn't necessarily exist back then. And I'd say as well with that is generally then, you know, the mindset has shifted and changed as mm. well. So companies now are a lot more open to looking at the technology because they've realized it's a way that you can actually commercialize your business and then reward the different participants as well within that. So they are definitely more open to having discussions around, you know, ideas that they wouldn't have necessarily yeah, years. yeah, I love that. And obviously, we're seeing just more everyday brands coming into the space, utilizing the space. How what trends are you seeing that they're and how they're utilizing it? And are they being successful at it? Yeah, I would say most definitely. And um, because 
well, first off, the brands that are using it today across fashion and entertainment, the first, you know, the first thing that they're really doing is they're creating a new type of asset that they had never created before. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's something that's digitally native or now they're looking at ways that they can create, um, you know, a, a physical. So you're having the physical asset and then you're having the exact same digital replica of it. But now companies are looking at, okay, what can I do now that I can create even more utility, more engagement with the, you know, end consumer and user um, and, you know, give them a piece of the pie where they can actually benefit in the forms of different rewards. And so that's a really, really exciting area because it's really, you know, putting the consumer back at in the driving seat, really, they're the ones who understand the products, use the products. They always have been. They're the ones driving businesses, that engagement. But for the first time, this technology is acting as a vehicle that will enable you know them to get rewarded for how they're participating. I love that. And did you say fidgetal? Like, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that before, and I love that word. <laughs> the physical and digital coming together. Um, so over the next few years and months, like what new paths do you see blockchain going down and, you know, how will it expand and whether it's how it's being used or just its capabilities in general? So I would say definitely on the identity side of things, you know, we're already seeing that self-sovereign identities where we as the end user, we're going to have again, more control over our data and we'll be able to authenticate access, but also most equally as well, revoke access. So our data is naturally going to be there living okay. with their companies um, you know, forever. I would say another key trend that we're going to see is how these NFTs are going to mature and become income generating assets. And that value will appreciate the more that they're used. So if you think about it, you know, today, a lot of the NFTs, they could be regarded as, you know, static, one single items. It can represent a physical good. It can represent something digital. But what we're starting to see is how we can make them smart. So again, the more that they are used, the more value that they have, just like yeah. The Tamagotchis, if you remember, they were oh, part yeah. of the <laughs> So if you didn't see them, they, they're going to die. So it's going to be similar to that. But um, it's, yeah, it's creating a, a lot of more opportunities to use them in, in, um, in so many different settings. Yeah, I love that. It's bringing back the gamification of basically like World Web 3. It, that's just such a huge value mm-hmm. and such a big personality type in all of these projects in Web 3 that I love to see that. I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, and that's uh, something that we're doing at Casper Labs right now is okay, with cool. our partners. Well, I can touch on that if you want, yeah. just because it's relevant. Um, yeah. it's with our partners at Smart Media Technologies. So basically what we're enabling brands and consumers to do is really easily participate in a physical world or it could be in the digital or both and collect nfts and then be able to redeem them in a very fun way again in a physical store or could grant access to something down the line whether it's access to future events or a membership type model so that's already starting to happen and so i'm excited you know to see more and more consumers 
and get involved in that because a lot of them don't even realize that's the thing that there's a blockchain component behind it which 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 is great because that needs to be broken down the barrier um in order you know to get more people involved and understand um what can be possible next i love that and so many people come to me because I'm in marketing and they're like, okay, well, like our, our community was raving, like, you know, the discord was off the chain and now it's crickets. And yes. I think that's such a great way to keep the conversation and the hype going within your community. I love that. And that was my next question too. I was like, who's doing this? So I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah. I, I think on the marketing, the brand side, you clearly obviously very, you know, know this given it's your background, but it's less focusing on the tech and it's more about what it can help create, you know, the immersion, the experience, um, it's a form of expression um, as well. So it helps really just them amplify their culture. Whereas, you know, if I'm talking to someone on, on the supply chain side, the, the discussion is t- ent- entirely different. It's more focused on the tech around cost efficiencies or, you know, on the on the volume side or on the revenue side. This is more, again, focused on what it will enable you to do on the immersion side of things. I love that. And it's just just saying that in general makes it so much more digestible for everyday mainstream brands to come in and be like, OK, like we can do this. Like, let's get excited about this. Yeah. You're speaking their language. Yeah. And I, I remember even uh, one of the consumer packaged goods companies, it's one of those massive, massive Fortune 500 companies that I was working with a couple of years ago. And initially they thought they would have blockchain at the forefront of the message. And mm-hmm. then what they realized was they needed to remove that entirely and focus more on the trust and transparency narrative and so what the app actually looked like in North America and how it was designed for Europe were entirely different because it was entirely different market. The Europe group were more focused on the data, the scientific evidence, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, in North America, it was entirely different again. So again, understanding how you need to tweak it, depending on who your audience is, where they're based is absolutely critical. It's 101 marketing, I suppose. Yeah, that is a fascinating though, just with the difference between the the continents and the countries. That's incredible. I love, that's just, I'm like a huge geek when it comes to market research like that. So I'm fascinated by that. I'm with you there. <laughs> um, okay, so I, at some point, I do want to get into more of like the career side of things because I know you're big into that. But um, I speaking of like, analytics and me geeking out about it, you mentioned some blockchain studies that you've done. So are there any big ones or like really interesting ones that you have, that you've seen or that you've really kind of, the ones that have been living rent-free in your head, <laughs> let's say, which which ones do you love? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, So a lot of the ones that I have read recently are more, I, I actually really like the Nielsen report. It's more, again, on the consumer <laughs> side of things. It's not necessarily, you know, focused on blockchain, but it gives you great insights and data. And so I like to kind of sometimes separate the two between ones that are blockchain focused and then ones that are focused on cool. the, you know, the end user and the consumer. Um, So, yeah, I, I would say... That report, I also like Gartner's report from a blockchain mm-hmm. perspective. There's a lot more now reports out with, you know, the big four companies around metaverses and what that means. Um, and, 
you know, I find that really, really now fascinating on what that's going to mean for, again, the end user, the consumer, even from an identity standpoint, because, you know, I touched on that already with you that, well, what can it enable the expression, the immersion and, you know, on the consumer side, now that you're able to bring these assets or avatars into these different worlds, you can have a number of different identities you know, and express mm-hmm. yourself in different ways. And we've never really had that range of, you know, opportunity um, before. So I like to try and look at it from both angles, the tech and the end user, and then, you know, any anyone in between reports that kind of touch on both. Yeah, I've read some stories and have heard from, you know, other moms in the space too, that have had kids who have been really shy at school or uh, maybe a little bit more awkward when it comes to social situations. And then they get into the metaverse and they're a completely different person. Mm. And as they become more confident online, that's translating into real life, which is, that gives me chills to think about those kids. Yeah. Yeah. And even, you know, with these NFTs as well, evolving, like what's to stop an NFT, let's say a a Bart Simpson character, for example, Mm -hmm actually having a personality and having its own follower base that, you know, it could ultimately be on the front of a people magazine with, you know, winning personality of the year, for example. Mm -hmm. And that's then managed and manifested by, you know, this young individual. And so this then becomes not only, you know, an income generator for them, but it's part of their identity then. Yes. Of expression. And so it's it's just so exciting to see, you know, that that, again, is how quickly it's evolving, you know, that the fact that we're even having this conversation about that. Yeah, it's so true. It's it is really fascinating. Um, OK, so with this bear market happening, what does the scene look like right now in regards to career opportunities in the space? Is it still happening? Is it, you know, has it slowed down? Yeah, definitely. It's 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 still happening for sure. You know, at Casper Labs, for example, we're we're hiring um on not only you know the engineering side, but we're also hiring on 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 the business side, on the internship side. So you know, I think it depends on what type of role and company that you're looking to get involved in. So during these times, typically people put their heads down, they look to build. Mm-hmm. So there's typically more likely going to be jobs, let's say on the engineering, the development side. And then as we phase out of this, even more, for example, maybe even on the marketing side, because they're looking to then amplify their message, what they've built. So, you know, definitely on our side, I would say it's definitely not decreasing, it's increasing. Um, And yeah, it's, it's a great space to be in. And the types and range of jobs, as I'm sure you well know yourself, that exist today didn't exist a couple of years ago. So it's just awesome to see that. Yeah. And there's just going to be new ones popping up. Mm-hmm. Like it's just and, never going to stop. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's great ways and opportunities for, for those even looking to get involved, you know, on a part-time basis or on a volunteer basis, because there's so many different types of events and meetups that are happening, particularly now with people feeling, you know, more comfortable going out now and attending in-person events. So there's actually, in a sense, never been so many different ways to get involved. Um, And it's, yeah, it's great to see. so many doors in Mm -hmm. these days. I really Mm -hmm. like to hear that. 
Um, so somebody, and I get this question again all the time of, okay, how do I find a job in Web3 and blockchain? So what advice or tips would you give in somebody looking to apply to your company or anywhere else in, um, in regards to blockchain and Web3? Yeah, I first of all, definitely say, like, figure out what you're passionate about. Um, and learn as much as you can if you know if there is a particular industry for example that you're interested in then it makes more sense to let's say apply for particular jobs there so for example if you're in financial services and then maybe let's say um an exchange might make more sense if you're maybe on you know the marketing side maybe a creative agency makes more sense figure out you know what is your passion because once you figure that out that makes everything so much easier. And then secondly, I would say, you know, join communities, discords, you know, yes. attend different meetups and events, reach out to people that you see, um, you know, on Twitter, it could be on LinkedIn, because people who are in this space, it's very an open and inclusive space. So mm. you know, everyone's looking to get more people involved. And um, yeah, signboard ideas off well off them and attend these different meetups and try and get involved. I love that. And I will say too, that if somebody is listening to this and you are in web two, and if you're in a position to go to your company, like you have, you are in a position to create a whole new arm of your own company. And listening to what you said before is like, okay, what language do you need to speak to them to get them on board? Um, if that's something that, you know, you yeah, do, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, oh, I love this. It's so nice to see, like, there's so much news about there's a recession coming or the bear market. And it's actually kind of annoying, but there's actually so many opportunities right now too, that it's so exciting. I love it so much. Okay. So tell us about the projects that you're working on and what you're excited about and what's coming down the pipeline for you. Okay. So um, I'd say there's a number of different things that I'm working on that I'm excited about. Uh, so one would be around, you know, the retail um, supply chain side of things. It's ultimately where I started off, you know, being able to prove where a product came from. It's proof of origin is what really got me, you know, really excited about the technology from the get go. That's why, you know, when I was at Deloitte, I then went to focus purely on a supply chain and blockchain team within consensus because again it goes back to the end user being able to know what goes into something before you buy it is so important whether you're ingesting the food or whether it's something topical you're putting on your skin because there can be you know adverse reactions so i continue to work on projects and um, there that are all around tracking and trace of a product at a at a batch level and then even at an individual you know chip level so we're not only looking at, you know, what this means from a track and trace on the blockchain perspective, mm -hmm. but also, okay, what does it look like combining this with IoT and sensors? So if a temperature changes, for example, then you know that it might need to be, let's say, pulled off the market before it actually goes on the shelf. So you're preventing things like recall um, and, you know, harmful consumption of products. Wow, that is, you just opened up like a whole other conversation. I feel like we could talk about <laughs> in regards to transparency and helping yeah. and just understanding what's going on you and inside of you. Yeah, 100%. And so that would be one, 
I'd say bulk area. Okay. Um, another area is around, so just custom marketplaces generally. So, you know, typically when we think about NFT marketplaces, people naturally think about, you know, um, art collection and auctions. We're also then looking at how that can be used for with other high value assets like intellectual property, for example. So we've created a marketplace to enable the proof of ownership and then the trading and even licensing of patents. That's and, super cool. Yeah. And and so, you know, that again, it can yeah. be applied to any type of asset, any high value asset that people are looking to, you know, trade on a peer-to-peer basis. And um, we're looking at it from a number of different angles. And then the third one I would just mention, you know, I've already kind of touched on it is really around working with different brands around that, you know, gamifying the advertisement Mm -hmm. um, and creating one-to-one consumer engagement in a way that it's easy, easy for the brand to get involved and easy also for the end user that they don't even know really that there's, you know, much blockchain actually happening. It's a seamless two-step click and they're able to participate via their phone and win these awards. That's cool. I mean, you just gave so much gold for Web2 brands, Web3 brands, project leads. You know, there's so many possibilities and opportunities. I'm so excited for what you guys are working on. That sounds amazing. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I'm also on Discord as well. But I would say Twitter and LinkedIn are probably your best bets in terms of, you know, easy places to find me. Great. We'll make sure we have everything linked too. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your amazing wisdom with us. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Neve. Caitlin here. Thank you so much for listening to the Women in NFTs and Web3 podcast. If you're a woman pioneering the way in the NFT, Web3, or crypto space, I want to share your message. Check out www.metamintmarketing.io slash win, W-I-N. And let's see if you're a great fit. If you got something out of this interview, I would love for you to share it with your network. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social channels. If you know someone that would be a great guest, make sure to tag them to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Women in NFTs podcast. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and truly mean a lot to my incredible guests and me. Want to stay in our world? Go to our website, metamintmarketing.io, or follow me on Twitter at NFTCaitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.